Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Every game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM or available on the go on the free Odyssey app. And tonight, the Rams host Radford, the Highlanders of Radford. And they played against VCU last year. It was a back-and-forth game, and the Rams got a win against Radford last December, 70-62. to And joining me right now, very special guest on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Used to play basketball for VCU. Now he's the assistant coach. It's Darius Theus. What's going on, Darius? Adam, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. So let's start with this. What are some of the biggest differences from the work that you're doing now versus some of the stuff you did for other schools, scouting and coaching? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a lot different. Um, I think. I think now, as an assistant coach, um, I just have the opportunity to go on the road and like recruit, um, and obviously a little bit of more responsibility, I guess, when it comes to like the on court stuff, um, and just handling different drills and stuff like that. Um, but like player development's a, a, a unique um, position when I was doing that for the past uh, about five years. Um, but I wouldn't even say it's like a big change because. Those guys really gave me an opportunity to learn how to be an assistant coach. So I had a few, you know, responsibilities when I was player development. Um, I, I guess the biggest thing would be like going on a road recruit. You know, that's kind of like the biggest thing that you do. That's kind of different, I, I'll say. And Darius, of course, everyone remembers you from your playing days at VCU, and we've got the the Final Four poster on the wall here at 910 The Fan with your signature and alongside a bunch of other guys. And uh, I, I was telling you before the interview, so – this is kind of full circle for me because my first interview as a student reporter at VCU for Rams Review was actually your dad, all right? I was a, I was a freshman. I saw his sign. It said, number 10 is my son. And I said, you know, that'd be a great interview. And so I had a great no conversation way, with him. And then I spoke with him again at the Black and Gold game this year. Oh, man. You know, he, he told me about that, too. Adam, he <laughs> told me about it. Oh, man. I actually have it. I actually had it. My brother was recording it. <laughs> right. That's oh, awesome. Man. Look at that, man. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful, man. And I'm sure your dad tells you how proud he is of you all the time, but it's just it's a really cool father-son connection that all of Ram Nation knows when your dad would come to the games and hold up that sign, number 10 is my son. Yeah, man. Uh, man, that was, you know, that that was special to me. I'm a I'm a frame that sign once I get a <laughs> house. I'm a frame and just leave it up there, man. It's, it's going to be something that's going to last forever. I love that, man. So how great does it feel to be back at the Seagull Center on game days? Oh, man, it's a blessing. You know, I think when you when you leave to go other places, um, you just be like, man, ain't nothing like VCU. Um, even if those places are great spots that you're at at the time, uh, when you're away from the Seagull Center and then you get, to, get a chance to come back, you're just like, man, ain't nothing like this place. And I think we all kind of have those feelings of some people that left and have come back. Ain't nothing like it, man. It's unreal. It's unreal. So big game tonight at the Siegel Center as the Rams host Radford. Give us a little bit of what's on your scouting report, what to expect in the game tomorrow. That's a really good team. Bradford's a really good team. They have a really good head coach. Um, they have three guards that can really go. And I mean really go, man. Can really score the ball um, in different ways. And they have um, two two bigs. I wouldn't even say like they're bigs. Um, they're they're kind of unique, both of them. But, but but one of them he can he can rebound really well. I want to say he's like top. 
I want to say the wrong number, maybe like top 10 or something like that, offensive rebounds or rebound the ball, man. So we got our hands full, you know, with those guards. They can really get in the paint. They can really score it. And then those two bigs, man, they're a presence down there on that block. And one of them can scratch out a little bit. Um, and they have some good guys coming off the bench as well. So, And, and obviously they, they played here last year. And even though it's a new, you know, coaching staff and stuff, um, they want to beat VCU. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and they got that taste of, of losing last season, so they want to win this year. Uh, so we just got to be ready for that, man. Darius Theus with us here on the hotline, assistant coach for VCU basketball. And when I watch Zeb Jackson and Jason Nelson, I mean, I almost see like a combination of the two of them kind of equaling a little bit of what you were like as the point guard at VCU with your ability to drive through defenders, get into the paint, and facilitate. So what are some of the things that you talk to Zeb and JNL about as you try to fill them in with your knowledge and experience of college hoops? Uh, I think the biggest thing I can help them with is just have fun. Uh, That's like the biggest thing I can help them with, uh, go out there and enjoy the moment. Um, I was a big, I, I probably, I can't, I couldn't score the ball as good as Devin Jason, <laughs> but I, I thought, I thought it was a good job finding guys, right. And just playing good team basketball. Um, and, and Ryan Odom is, is, is a great example of that. Just like wanting to play team ball. Right. So I, the, the things I kind of helped them with the most is at any way that you can get everyone involved. Now those guys can score the ball. I think Zeb is one of the quickest guards I've ever been around. Um, and Jason's also super quick as well. They both can shoot it. They both can get to the rim and finish around the rim. Um, with Zeb being like super athletic with his height, and Jay Mill with he got a nice touch around the rim with the floater, right? Um, but 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 getting everyone involved. I mean, that's the game, man. You want everybody. I think as a point guard, you want everyone to get touches. You want everyone to feel involved. Um, that's kind of some of the things I share with them. Now, like I said, they both can really score at a high clip. So uh, they do that way better than I did. I'll be honest with you. Um, but, but, but no, man, just, just, just that team basketball is the biggest thing. And I think that that's what helps you win championships playing together. That's just kind of about being my message to them most of the nights for real. Well, they might be able to score more than you, but you could get a bucket when it mattered. I have a vivid memory of you crossing over a defender with like 30 seconds left and getting the game-tying layup. So uh, it was always fun watching you represent the Rams. And speaking of that, I mean, the best fans in the world, and they made a difference already this season at home, and both Zeb Mm -hmm. Jackson and Jason Nelson talked about them making a difference, giving the guys energy. Can you speak on how it feels to play for VCU in front of 7,000 screaming fans of Ram Nation? Oh, man, it is unbelievable. Um, And then as a freshman, right, it kind of shocks you sometimes, too, with being, is your your home court advantage? But as a freshman, sometimes you look around like, oh, my God, all these people in here, right? And they, they, they rowdy. They turned up. They're super excited about the games. Um, but I think we got one of the best fan base in the country. And I think right now we got a unique schedule. Um, we got a lot of home games right here. And, and we're going to need them. And we're going to lean on them a lot. Um, and what I think they help us. They helped us win the other game against Sanford. Uh, their, their energy was unreal. I mean, unreal. So we're going to need them tonight against Radford as well. Um, looking forward to, to seeing them because they bring the best energy. Um, and I think as a college basketball player, you want to play in front of a packed house every night. No one wants to play in an empty gym. Let's just be real. <laughs> um, so to be able to come in there every night and have that, it's amazing, man. Thank you to them. And, you know, Zed put a tweet out not too long ago. I think it was like a couple of days ago. I retweeted it. Um, he was just saying thank you to the fans, uh, all the love and support, man. We 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 love them and we we need them every night. We need them every night. 
we got Darius Theus with us on the hotline, assistant coach for VCU basketball as they face off against Radford tonight. And the game has changed so much in college hoops. The three-point shooting, it feels like it's at an all-time high. But to me, there's a big difference between good threes and bad threes. How would you describe mm-hmm. the difference, in your opinion? Uh, I think, for me, it's the shots you work on. If you don't work on that shot, don't shoot it. I think it's pretty simple. Um, you have guys that come in here every single day, and they work on their game. And, I mean, they're in this gym 9 a.m., you know, at practice, and then they're even coming back later. So if, I, if I've seen you take that shot multiple times before we got to the game, it's not a bad shot. It's a good shot for you. Um, now, let's switch it to a guy who hasn't been in the gym much, right? And I've never seen you take that shot in practice. I've never really seen you work on it. The In the game, is not the time to shoot that shot. <laughs> um, but then again, like you said, the three-point line has taken over the game. But I, I think it's super important to have these guys in here working on their game. So when it does come to taking those shots in the game, they're, they're super comfortable. No. Um, and, and I think that's the difference from a good shot to a bad shot. The ones you work on, the ones you don't work on. It's pretty yeah. simple to me. Yeah, no, I love that explanation. And, you know, the, the toughest thing for VCU this year is the fact that it's basically a brand-new roster uh, with a few holdovers from last year. And team chemistry is going to be a challenge. So what are some of the things that you and the coaching staff under Coach Odom have worked on to build relationships and to understand hey, where each other are going to be on the court at all times? Um, I thought Grease helped us out a lot. Um, not just for the players, but um, for the coaching staff as well. Um, those those 10 days in Greece were amazing. I think that helped us build our chemistry. Um, and we've done a lot of five-on-five, um, to be completely honest with you, in this like, preseason, offseason, whatever you want to call it, right? We've done a lot of five-on-five basketball. We had the refs come in um, just to get these guys opportunities to play with each other. Play with each other. Um, we switched up teams every day just to give everyone an opportunity to get a chance to, like, know each other on the court. And these guys spend a lot of time to get off the court, too. Um, and you can tell that they genuinely like each other, not like force. You can just kind of see how much they hang around each other off the court, how tight they are. They spend time together. They go do different things together outside of basketball. Um, so I really, really enjoy this group because they're really taking the time to get to know each other. And um, I, I think I think it's going to help us on the court as we continue to go here. I heard a story that you and Bradford did. I think I think it's called the Iron Man drill with the team last week, a staple of the Shocker Smart era. So uh, explain to my audience here, how does a drill like that help a team in a game? Man, I mean, you got that drill, and we did it a little different uh, um, here with Coach Odom, just because we do we do some things different. But um, the diving for the loose ball and the saving the ball out of bounds that doesn't change, right? And it actually carried over to the Sanford game. Um, I don't know if you if you paid attention close to that game. I mean, guys were giving their bodies up. Yeah, I mean, Zeb had that play where he he dove and then threw it to Max. And you know what's so crazy? That's the drill. You yeah. dive on it. You don't stand up as you're diving on it. You're throwing it to your teammate. And I mean, it, it comes back full circle. You don't even realize it. Like you know, as a coach, you're like, man, will this work? Will this not work? And then boom, right there in the game, it worked. Um, <laughs> so it's it's just a dive on the floor. You save it to your teammate while on the floor. And then you hop up, and then you got to save from going out of bounds. And it's just about those multiple efforts. Like, it's going to be some point in the game, you're going to have to dive on the floor. You're going to have to get up. You're going to have to guard. You're going to have to go get an offensive rebound. You know, just, just those multiple efforts and giving your body up for the team. That's kind of what we've been talking about. Give yourself to the team, all of you, 100% to the team, and uh, we can come out with a win. And, you know, it, it helped us with, with Sanford, so hopefully it can help us tonight with Rafford. 
And last, that same mentality. Yeah, and last game against Radford, VCU trailed at times. So it was a tough-fought victory last year as VCU came away with an eight-point win. So what's it going to take to get a win tonight at the Stu? Uh, we just got to be locked in. Um, we got to be super engaged, everyone. Um, it's a really good team. Radford's really good. Um, we got to be 100% locked in. And everybody has to be dialed in because these guys, you know, they, they, they'll go ISO sometimes. Um, they run some stagger, some floppy stuff. Um, we got to be engaged. And that, that's kind of been the, 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 the thing for these past two days. Being engaged, having urgency, and, and being locked in to the task at hand. Um, we, can't let, we can't play like that versus Stanford and then come and play Rafford and we lose all the mentality we had against Stanford, right? So we want to carry that mentality over to the next game. And we just want to be super, super engaged and understand that, you know, anybody can come in here and win. We don't want that to happen again. You know, McNeese, that was a bad feeling, right? It was a super bad feeling. Um, we don't want that feeling again. We're, we're done having that feeling. Um, so so everyone's locked in, and, and I think that's what it's going to take. Everybody in that locker room and everybody in that secret center that night that's going for VCU, we all got to be locked in and engaged. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the Fan. VCU assistant basketball coach Darius Theus with us here on the line. And I want to take you back to the offseason. What was the hiring process like when I assume Coach Odom reached out to you and approached you with an opportunity to come back to VCU? Man, it was it was unique, I'll say, because I didn't know Coach Odom, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we connected um, through some people, through Ed, our AD. And we got a chance to talk. We got a chance to connect in Houston during the Final Four. Okay. Um, and and, and, and I, I thought we had a good conversation. Um, and, you know, he took some time and thought about it. And, you know, through the blessings of God, man, he, he gave me an opportunity to come back here and be an assistant coach. And this is a dream come true for me. Um, but that's kind of like the a long story short, you know. <laughs> um, we, we, we got a chance to connect. And, um, you know, I, I guess it was hard for him, too, because, he, he he was hiring someone outside of, you know, his family. You know, that that can be hard. You know, obviously he brought a few people with him from Utah State. And, um, you know, now he, man, he he took a chance on me, you know, and I, and I don't want to let him down, and I'm going to give him my all every single day. So I'm just thankful, you know, for him, you know, to give me this opportunity to, to be at the school that I played at. I love this place with my dear heart, you know, and I take a lot of pride into it. And I, and I, I think he felt that when we talked and when we spoke. And, man, like I said, I'm just super thankful that he, he's given me this opportunity. You know, uh, I'm forever indebted to him. Man. I'm very thankful for him. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to join the show. I'm glad you're back here in Richmond. What's your favorite thing about being back in the RVA? Uh, I just love the city. <laughs> you could just you could just feel the love, man. Uh, you, you could just feel the love. And, and like I said, it's not like you don't feel love other places, right? It's not like home, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's nothing like being at home. And VCU is a place that I can call home, and it's just, it's just amazing, man. It's amazing, and, and and I'm glad to be back in some some good food, you know, some some good food spots, man. That's a good thing too. <laughs> I love that Burger Capital of America. Did you see that article? Richmond was voted the not, Burger Capital. <laughs> I did not see that article. <laughs> my my explanation has been. We just don't have any bad burgers. Like, even the dive bars have good food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just happy to be home, man. You know, it's home. It's home for me, and I'm thankful, man. Yeah. Well, I'm great thankful. stuff, man, and, and good luck this season. Uh, thank you, Adam. I appreciate you. Yep. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It is Wednesday at 2.15, which means we welcome in the czar, Gary Hess. What is happening? What is happening? It is an exciting time of year. Playoffs. 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 High school football. We're just trying to win a game. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, we got a lot to get to, so let's get right into it. Let's get in the car and drive. How are the roads looking? Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. And we'll begin with looking back at last week's playoff matchups. And we begin in Region 5 with the upsets. That was nuts. Because it was interesting because Division 5 was a was a region where it was all local schools in that region. And with the redistricting and reclassifying this year, some out-of-town schools came in. And Patrick Henry out of Roanoke was the number one seed in that region. And ironically, they drew another Roanoke school that they had beaten during the regular season. Well, William Fleming got a little payback, beat him 23-16. And turn that region upside down. At the same time, Mills Gobbin went out to Louisa, built a lead, fell behind, and then won it at the end. And then the 4-5 game, that could have gone either way. Freeman beat Hermitage. So you got three of the higher seeds losing. The lone uh, wolf there was Matoica, who took care of Bird 28-0. So now, as a five seed, Freeman gets a home game this week against William Fleming, and Goblin has to travel down to Matoica. And as the number three seed, the Warriors are now the favorite to win that region. Yeah, how do you think it's going to play out? Let's start with Godwin against Matoka. I think Godwin's got, you know, I thought Godwin had their hands full with, uh, maybe I'll learn to stop est- underestimating the Eagles. I thought they had their hands full with the Lions, uh, and they found a way. They got their hands full with the Warriors. We'll see if they continue to prove me wrong. VHSL Class 6 is really shaping up to set up for some really good matchups this weekend. And we start with the one seed Highland Springs against Oscar Smith. And when I was talking to Lane about this yesterday, he said, in some years, that's a state championship. Yeah, you know, this is not vintage Oscar Smith, but it's still Oscar Smith. This team is good. We, we, Gary and I went to the, uh, we weren't able to broadcast last Friday because of the conflicts. We did our game Saturday. We went to the first half of the Glen Allen Oscar Smith game. Oscar Smith is very good. Uh, uh, Highland Springs is a little bit of a different challenge for, for them as opposed to Glen Allen. So that'll be a compelling game. And then the 2-3 seed, Manchester Thomas Dale, we knew that two of those big three local D6 teams would be playing each other in the second round of the playoffs. And that's, you know, that's why we're going to be down in Chester doing that game on Friday night. The broadcast game of the week, high school football broadcast game of the week with Coach Criswell and Gary Hess. Will be Friday night. Thomas Dale against Manchester. Six thirty, and it's a, the, we did that exact same game in the second round last year when Thomas Dale was the two and Manchester was the three seed, and uh, Manchester advanced thirty eight thirty five, I believe, was the final. So it was a great game. We're expecting that again. Should yeah. be a great battle. I feel like we've talked a lot about Thomas Dale this year. Tell me a little bit about Manchester. Manchester comes in, uh, you know, they lost uh, in their opener to Highland Springs at Highland Springs, 41-35 on a touchdown with just over a minute to go. They've rolled off 10 straight wins since. Uh, Tom Hall's in his 25th, 5th year as the coach there. 
He does a great job. They got a defensive end slash tight end. They play him at slot receiver, a kid named Makai Byerson, who's going to West Virginia, who is an absolute stud. They've got great play on the line of scrimmage on both ends. And they've got a sophomore quarterback named Landon Abernathy, who's worth watching. They got a couple of great running backs. They are an outstanding football team and have really looked the part every game since that opening loss to Highland Springs. Driving down Richmond Highway with the czar, Gary Hess, the voice of high school football here in Richmond, Virginia, for 30 years. And while we're talking about Class 6, I do need to mention the bottom region of the bracket that has my team, South County, as the Uh, one seed against Fairfax. And then Lake Braddock, West Springfield... Like if I was back in Northern Virginia, I would be all in on that matchup. That's a rivalry right there. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I noticed. It's funny because when I was looking at my brackets, and I have, you know, I have a bracket that looks like this in all six classifications because I'm anal and I have to keep track. <laughs> but the first thing I noticed was, oh look, South County AWOD representing, and uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, I think you know South County's clearly favored over Fairfax, but that West Springfield Lake Braddock game has been anticipated. Ever since the bracket first came out, so yeah, well, it, you know, so that is a, a potential. If South County wins out, that's a potential state semifinal game against either Highland Springs, Manchester, or Thomas Dale, yeah, or, or Oscar Smith could be really good. Uh, let's go over to Class Four, uh, King George against Dinwiddie. King George last year, you know, Dinwiddie was a path of destruction last year. If you remember, yeah, they just destroy people except for King George. Regional final, I believe it was the regional final, King George went down to Dinwiddie and threw a huge scare into the Generals. Dinwiddie won 47-41 in overtime. And uh, King George has multiple D1 players on that team. That is going to be uh, a great game up at King George uh, this weekend. So going to be fun to see how that goes. Dinwiddie is really rounded into form, playing its best football, but that's going to be a test. Should be a great game up at King George. The two-seed Verina won their first matchup easily, 43-0. Now it's Huguenot. Huguenot scored on the final play of the game to beat Powhatan. Touchdown pass from, I guess they were like at the 10-yard line or the 12, and a touchdown pass on the final play of the game to beat Powhatan. And so the feel-good story of the city schools continues, and Huguenot is one of the representatives of that with an 8-2 and record now. Going to play a Verina team, it's going to be really, really tough. Only losses for Verina are to Holland Springs by one point and to the defending Division Six state champion, Freedom out of Woodbridge. So last week's game of the week was Benedictine against St. Chris. Benedictine wins 21-10 to set up. Benedictine against Trinity. Yep, and so it's the sixth time in the last three years these two teams have played, <laughs> and uh, Trinity's won all five. Uh, the last victory for Benedictine in this series was in the spring of 21, the 2020 COVID season. They won 27-21, and then Trinity won twice during the regular season in twenty in the fall of 21, twice during the regular season, fall of 20, well, twice regular season state championship. And so for the third straight year, it's Trinity-Benedictine state championship. Two weeks ago, Trinity won 36-7. Benedictine, for the first time in this three-year run, has the state championship game on its field instead of over at Trinity. We'll see if Benedictine can flip the script or if Sam Mickens and Trinity can make it a three-peat. Gary, I always love to ask you, who would you like to spotlight in high school football this week? Well, I, I think it's, you know, we mentioned the city school renaissance and we mentioned Huguenot. TJ in Division 3B plays Armstrong this Friday, and that guarantees there'll be a city school 
in the regional championship round. TJ is now 10 and 0 for first year coach Eric Harris. Armstrong is 8 and 3. A couple weeks ago TJ played Armstrong at Hovey Field at Virginia Union and and uh TJ the Vikings won 28 to 12. So that is going to be uh, it's just city football's been down for a while and with a few little exceptions here and there and to see three of the cities of the five city schools doing so well and still alive in the playoffs it's really exciting and an 804 football is better when city football is good and so that is the uh first thing I will say and the other thing I other kid I wanted to mention I don't talk about kickers very often okay Evan Goldschmidt we mentioned Trinity playing Benedictine in the state championship game this week. Well, Trinity wouldn't be playing in that game if it wasn't for Evan Goldschmidt. It was 28-27 Flint Hill within the final seconds. And Goldschmidt's a freshman, I think. I think he's a freshman, sophomore at the, at the oldest. And he goes out and hits a 35-yard field goal to win the game for Trinity, 30-28 to over Flint Hill. Wow. And he's, you know, he's the reason that Trinity's still playing. And so, shout out, uh, give some love to the kickers this week. Evan Goldschmidt of Trinity Episcopal. I love that. So, last year you had state champion Dinwiddie, state champion champion uh, Trinity, and state champion Highland Springs. All three schools are still alive. How are you feeling about Richmond with state champions this year? What's the number going to be? I Well, there's going to be one because Trinity and Benedictine are playing, and one of them is going to be the state champion. Uh, I like uh, Trinity's chances. Um there's a couple of things that are challenging. In D6, if, you know, if Holland Springs can beat Oscar Smith, one of those teams will emerge yeah. and and will be favored over who out of com- comes out of Northern Virginia, but then Freedom of Woodbridge awaits. So that's a challenge, but they certainly could do that. Division 5 uh, is going to run into Maury from down in the Norfolk area. Division 4 is going to run into Phoebus, who is just laid waste to everyone. And so I think Hopewell or TJ in Division 3 are a real threat. And maybe Division Six, so we could get to three, you know. And you know, I'm not discounting four and five either. But uh, you know, the fours and the fives are going to be underdogs against Phoebus and Maury. So three, maybe, but two. I would say the over under is two. Well, it's an exciting time of the year, and Friday night the broadcast on nine ten the fan Thomas Dale against Manchester. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Very excited to, to bring it to you, and then uh, we'll see where we can navigate uh, for the regional finals around all the great programming we have on Thanksgiving weekend. You're doing a Thursday night show this week. Yes, that'll be uh, tomorrow night. We'll be visiting with the coach uh, at Huguenot, Charles Scott, after that last second win. And uh, uh, Mills Godwin. We keep underestimating them, so we're going to bring on Earl Kenny, and he can tell us how they're going to beat Matoica. So that is uh, on uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, uh, Thursday high school walkthrough. Right here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Thanks a ton, Czar. You got it, my man. Be well. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for Ram Nation. Every VCU basketball game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan, not 105.1 FM, or on the free Odyssey app. Download it today for free, and you can hear us on the go. And the pregame show starts tonight. It's an extended pregame show this season starting at 6.15. Before I pass it off to Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby as the Rams 
face off against Radford. But joining me right now, Stubb, give him a round of applause. Joining us in studio, six-foot guard out of St. Christopher's who signed his national letter of intent to play with VCU next season, Brandon Jennings. What's going on, Brandon? How you doing? How you doing? I I'm doing great, man. So let me just start with this one, all right? Growing up, I was a huge fan of an NBA player by the name of Brandon Jennings. Okay. Shifty point guard, loved his shot. Did you ever get to watch him play? Um, not so much. I know uh, seeing highlights, great player though. Yeah, definitely. But you were aware of him growing up yes, for sir, sure. For sure. Well, I love that. And so, um, what made you choose VCU? Uh, I would say, well, as we know, VCU is a great basketball program with many accomplished players, and Coach Odom and the rest of the coaches have been fantastic. And um, I believe their diverse personalities will mesh well with mine. And then, like, the fan base and the way the community supports VC basketball was also a big factor. What was it like the first time you met Coach Odom? Oh, it was great. Um, he came up to St. Chris, and he, uh, we had an early morning uh, open gym, and we just kicked it off from there. It was great. Got Brandon Jennings hanging out with us in studio. He signed his national letter of intent to play with VCU on the first day of the NCAA's early signing period. The six foot four uh, Richmond native averaged 18 points, seven rebounds, and five assists uh, this past season for St. Christopher's. And you know, where's your favorite place to kind of get the ball on the court? Do you like to bring it up? Do you like to be the guy that runs around the screen so you can catch and shoot? Where are you most comfortable? I would say bringing the ball up. You know. Uh, I feel most comfortable with the ball in my hands, and I, I love operate the team. Who are some of the few players that you modeled your game after? Um, I would say I take uh, bits and pieces from a lot of players' games and just incorporate into mine. For example, like Luka Doncic's pace and Devin Booker's mid-range game. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, and and it's such a cool story to be a, a local kid here that's going to play for VCU. You know, you made it playing college basketball. That's a huge accomplishment. So many people try to get to that level and, and can't. And you know, people don't know about all the hard work that you put in, not just on game day, but on off days in the off season. So, what inspires you? Um, my family is a great source of inspiration. Um, as I'm continuing to strive to make them proud every day or whether it be the kids behind me, um, whether it be kids in the St. Christopher's community or wherever, and also the elders that have sacrificed their time and efforts into my life. And I actually watched your video when you made the announcement. I mean, how cool is that to have, like, a packed gym and, and you got your moment there? Yeah, it was great. Um, all the kids came out and supported me, and then the whole family showed up. It was awesome. What are you looking forward to most about playing college basketball? Um, I would say just being seen by a bigger audience um, with games being televised, just being able to showcase my talents to the rest of the world is awesome. And what, it's going to bring me one step closer to the NBA. Explain to me a little bit about the differences between high school basketball and AAU basketball. Um, it's different. Um, AAU is a little bit more faster pace, and um, you don't get that relationship development with uh, each of the players. So just being able to um, play with other guys and just play your role is uh, big. Brandon Jennings hanging out with us here. He's going to play for VCU next season. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for Ram basketball. How excited are you to play in front of family and friends here in the RVA? Uh, I'm very excited for this. Being able to continue to get support and love from my friends and family is awesome, and I know they'll be proud of me and enjoy watching me playing on that bigger stage. Give me a little bit more details about how you think you can kind of help the team out and what things that you can bring to the table. Um, definitely just being that leader, being a dog on both sides of the floor. I like that. Uh, <laughs> impacting the game wherever I can, you know? Yeah. Um, give me a little bit about um, 
some of your practice routines that you work on? Um, in the morning, um, me and Dwight Fields are in the gym. Uh, 5 a.m. we get a lift, and then we just get up some shots. And then I got practice after school. And then after that, we got the, the gun at the school, so we just get up some extra reps. And I go home, eat dinner, hang out with the fam, and then stretch. Do you like to uh, play on the blacktop, or are you more comfortable in a gym? Nah, I like the court. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just being inside, no uh, outside noise. It's just yeah, great. no wind affecting yep. your shot or anything like yeah. that. Uh, when you're working on these drills, do you work on three-point shot, mid-range, a little bit of everything? What do you like to work on? Um, a little bit of everything. Being well-rounded <laughs> player is big, and just making sure you get all aspects of that game is big. How's your ball handling? Uh, I would say it's pretty good. Um, I try not to get rushed by anybody trying to pressure me, and just that all. That's also a big part in a workout regimen. Well, I'm looking forward to watching you play for VCU next season. I think it's so cool. And uh, your mom went to VCU. I went to VCU. Yeah. So you know, all of Ram Nation is going to be supporting you from day one. Yes, sir. I'm excited to step on campus. Let me hear you give a little bit to the audience here. People are listening. Ram Nation. I mean, you saw on social media, everyone was fired up when you signed your national letter of intent. And you said you wanted to play for VCU. So uh, give us a little bit of something. Uh, get Ram Nation fired up. Ram Nation, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm excited. Go Rams. I love that, man. I appreciate you stopping by. Um, what are you looking forward to at VCU outside of basketball? Do you know what you want to study? Um, not sure whether it being in the engineering or economics areas. I'm not sure yet. Though. Okay. Can I recommend mass communication? Because that's what I did at VCU, and they've got some really great teachers for that. I mean, have you ever thought about, hey, maybe it'd be cool to comment on basketball games at one point? Um, I'm not too big on this, but uh, <laughs> I definitely, since you're saying, I might take a look at it. Yeah, you know? I mean, we we had, uh, so uh, I was friends with Mo Ali Cox okay. in, all right, in high school, and then, of course, he played for VCU. But we had a few people that were on the basketball team in my time that took communication classes. And, um, I mean, it's just always cool. I'll tell you this, like, when VCU basketball players are, like, the kings on the campus at yeah. VCU, right, because we don't have football. Yeah. And so it was, it's just so cool when you – when you have a class and you see one of the players on your team and yeah. the way they interact and everyone's just like, you know, down to earth. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, so I, awesome. I think you should look forward to that for sure. Yes, sir. I will for sure. Yeah, man. And uh, take advantage of uh, all the food on campus and the off campus. I mean, there's just so much to do at VCU. Yep. You're going to really enjoy it. Yep. I know I'm going to get my mom to <laughs> give me the ins and outs of everything. Yeah. Else she'll give me right. So are you coming to the game tonight? Yes, I'll be there. 7 p.m., yep. Have you seen VCU play this season yet? Uh, I've seen the black and gold game, but yep. I haven't came out to a game yet, so this will be my first one. So how cool is it that, you know, you're from Richmond, Fats Billups is from Richmond, Jason Nelson, Roosevelt Wheeler. I mean, did the Richmond flavor on the VCU team help uh, make you uh, determine, me make your decision? Yeah, um, this is also um, pretty big. I know um, I connected with Fats a little bit, and I know uh, just being able to play with local guys, and I know... They have watched me before, and I've watched them before, so just being able to click easier and faster would be great. Man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you, thank That's you. That's Brandon Jennings, the guard from St. Christopher's, that signed his national letter of intent to play for the Rams next season. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, and if you missed any of the show, you can rewind on the Odyssey app or check out Best of AWOD Radio. Stubb puts that together every single day, and you got a lot of good segments to choose from today, Stubb. 
might be tough to this is put a tough together, one. Yeah, right? uh, especially the last hour. Right. I mean, so much going on. I mean, we had the uh, we had Jenny and Gary Hess chime in on the Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. Dave Johnson for a Wizards Wednesday. Uh, good topic on the Richmond Commander. Got a few callers. Yeah, got. Everyone believes in Sam Howell. You're the only one that doesn't believe in him. I believe in Sam Howell. Well, I don't, I don't believe in the defense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I believe in Sam. I've, I've said nothing against Sam. All right. Well, Stubb has me downloading a new app now. It seems like every day Stubb's gotten me downloading a new app. This one is called Letterboxd. Letterboxd with a D at the end. It's a. It's a. It's the name of an aspect ratio in film. Oh, that's I what Letterboxd is. Yeah, it's oh, the okay. one that's a perfect square. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I call that the Instagram post. Sure, sure. <laughs> that yeah. So I, I didn't know you were a big aspect ratio guy. Well, I just know I'm big that. sixteen to nine. Yeah, I, I I was a theater major okay. in tech, so I took some cinema classes because the 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 two are kind of baked together because it's a small program in a big school. Yeah. So I got a little bit of cinema. All right, puff your chest out a little bit. Tell me a little bit about aspect ratios. Oh, I don't know that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that much. I just know that that's what Letterboxd is. That's okay. kind of the... <laughs> so I've downloaded this app, and, and so people can follow me on, on it, yeah, right? Yeah, I did. All right. If you, you can I'm check, Epstein I followed you. AD. What is Stubbs' name? Uh, it's CWC Rocks. <laughs> Can you change it to stub? I should. I should. I should change. We gotta make. You gotta. It's gotta branding. do branding. I gotta work branding. on my branding. So on your letterboxed, what is your top film? Baby Driver. That's a good one. Baby Driver. Every that day. That is a good one. I've you know seen what? it maybe twenty-five to thirty times. I I really liked Baby Driver, and I think it was because of the way they edited it with the sound. Oh, Edgar Wright is one of the best editors. Is the best editor in the game. So remind me, how did he he did? It's like. It's almost like the music matches the car, so the car the, driving, the, right? The entire movie is scored, and every footstep, everything that happens is on beat with the song that is playing at the yeah. time. Yeah. It, it, is, it is beautifully crafted. I, I could watch that movie every day. Yeah. No, I was talking with someone yesterday, actually, uh, who's putting together a documentary, and they were like, does it really matter if the sound and the music matches the beats? And I'm like... Well, if it does, you will notice. It feels nice. Yeah. It feel it's it's like a musical that isn't a musical. Right. Right. It, right. No, I oh used my. to do that when I was working for the skins and the best thing was after a win putting together, you know, like the Victory Monday video and I would pick the song first. Yeah. And then edit to, and it's, then I would actually go through because I'm I was a, such a nerd of a video editor. I would go through and I would mark the big beats. Yeah. Right? And that's and that's when you put the edits in. That's yeah, when exactly we, uh, when you put me the and my friends in. just did a short film. Ooh! Yeah, we just worked on one. Stub. Uh, yeah, people you can know, watch so, this short film. Uh, we are. It's being edited. Okay. Uh, right now, the video editing is being done by my roommate, and my friend, and then I'm going to come in and do the sound afterwards. Oh my but, goodness! Uh, all the filming's done. Do you do you need a um, you know, an awkward Jewish voice editor? You know, because <laughs> because I could uh, I could do some voiceover work for you. We'll we'll see. Okay. We'll see if we need that. All right. All right. You all right. You, you got my number. I do. I do. Uh, but I think it's time for us to wrap it up, unfortunately. All right. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C. You can hear me back on the pregame show at 615, live from the Siegel Center.